Welcome to Girl, You're Hired, a job interviewing tips podcast dedicated to helping you land your dream job. My name is Lena Sarnoff, and I'm your podcast host. Today, I have such an exciting guest to bring on. Her name is Kristen Zavo, and she's a career coach and international bestseller of Job Joy, Your Guide to Success, Meaning, and Happiness in Your Career. Today, we're going to talk about how to successfully tackle gaps and unrelated roles in your work history. So I'm so excited to hand it over to Kristen to introduce herself and tell us a little bit more about what we're going to talk about today. Hello, and thank you so much for having me. Um, as you said, I'm Kristen Zavo. I'm a career coach, and I help unfulfilled high achievers to land jobs and build careers they absolutely love. And I'm so happy to be here to talk about how to explain gaps in employment. I think after the last couple of years, it's definitely more of an issue than it was before. Absolutely. Now more than ever with COVID and layoffs and in general, people are just changing their careers so much more often today. And even myself, I, I worked at Google, then I went into teaching and now I'm back in high tech. So I'm so excited to learn from you firsthandedly of you know how I could have gone about explaining something like that. Yeah. So, you know, a, a gap is really any time that you don't have formal employment. So it could be a gap year. It could be that you took off time for maternity leave and maybe it ended up being a little longer than you originally planned. It could be that you were unemployed. It's been, you know, a really challenging market. So perhaps you were, you know, a victim of a restructuring or, you know, you left for mental health issues and the job search just took a little bit longer. Um, and there are other reasons, right? It could be that you were caring for, you know, a um, sick relative, or you had to be home to take care and school, um, school your children. So there are lots of really valid, solid reasons for having a gap. Uh, but we don't have to make it define us or, you know, have it affect our confidence for sure. Absolutely. And it seems like for every one of these instances, you would maybe answer that slightly differently in an interview. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give you the overview to start with, and then we could play with an example. How's that? Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Perfect. So, you know, the the process that I'm going to share to address gaps, it's really the same whenever you have to address something that might make you feel self-conscious or uncomfortable. And so the first step, even before you're actually in the conversation, is to do that inner work to come to terms with it yourself. Because even if I give you the exact script to say to explain, let's say, a one-year gap in your resume, if you are self-conscious, if you are um, feeling shame or embarrassment about that, then even if you have the perfect words to say, that energy is going to come across. That will be felt um, even more so than the words you say. So you know, with my clients, we we're, I have a very holistic practice. So yes, we do the tactical things, but we also do the inner work and coming to terms knowing that you did the best you could with what you had at the time. Um, then from a more tactical perspective, when you are asked a question like this, I want you to lean in. Hey, great question. Thanks for asking. Right. And that's the opposite of what we normally do. Right. We normally get defensive totally. and, and, and awkward. Right. So we want to lean in. Yes. And then I want you to be positive, um, but also honest. Right. So you might say in the example of the restructuring. Right. Um, the company was restructured. I was let go. Um, you know, and I took some time to really figure out who am I and what do I want in the wake of, you know, the past couple of years. Right. And so I really wanted to be intentional and. And so I took the time, which led to a little bit more of a gap. So you're going to be honest, but positive, quick, 
right? We don't need to have the whole Mm -hmm. 10 minute story. And then you're going to turn the conversation to the role and the person at hand. So you're going to say, yes, here's what happened. And, um, you know, and then, and I'm so happy it led to me learning about this role and having this conversation with you. And so in this way, you're leaning in, you're answering, you're being honest and positive, uh, but you're turning it back to the purpose, the reason you're, you're even there in the first place. And by the way, one bonus points thing here when you're explaining a gap is if the reason you have that gap or the reason that the last job didn't work out, if you can show why that is proof that you're a better fit for the job you're going after. So that's a little bonus points for, for anyone listening here. <laughs> yes, this is, this is amazing. I really like how you put it into action and saying, you know, don't go about it for so long and just be confident about it because it's owning your story. And people often don't remember what you say, but it's how you say it. And I love yes. what you said that if you're owning it and it's not something to be ashamed of, and that's like the message you're going to feel. And um, I think that that's a really important part of the communication um, in that interview. So I like I like that tip a lot. Um, and I'd love to maybe go into like more specific uh, scenarios. So I think maternity leave is, you know, ever more common. Is there anything that you could kind of say out loud, like in a role play that you would recommend your clients to answer this way? Yeah, I mean, I think the beauty of things, especially now, um, is that, you know, companies and hiring managers, they're more forgiving and they're more understanding. And I think one beautiful thing that has come out of the great resignation is that candidates are demanding more and employers are realizing that they need to see, um, you know, their employees from a more holistic perspective, right? And we need moms, <laughs> right? There's mm-hmm. so, many, so many things that they bring to the table. Um, so I think, again, you're not apologizing, not apologizing for taking that time off and just saying it matter of factly, whatever it is, right? Um, Maybe it was that you took that time because of schooling. Maybe it was because of the pandemic, right? Uh, Childcare was more difficult. I think the key here is you're not apologizing. It's not making excuses. These are just the facts. If you're able to show how what you did during that time, even if it was, you know, focusing on your kids, how that helps you be better at work. That's definitely another positive that you can show. And then, you know, really making sure that the conversations you're having are with companies and hiring managers who are supportive of moms, right? So it's Mm -hmm. not just how do I make sure that they see me in the best light, but it's how do I connect with companies that are actually going to be a fit? Right. And that actually see this as a positive, not as a negative. Yeah, that's so true. It really reminds me of that whole idea that interviewing is really like a two way street. So if you're getting the feeling that they're not a very family friendly office or environment, like you said, this is a good time to sense that. Um, So that's a really, really good point. And I'd love to talk to you also actually a little bit more about like unemployment, um, because sometimes you have the gap, not because you're not looking for a job, but maybe you're not interviewing for the right field or the right role and and you're not able to find a job. So how do you explain that in an interview? Because you can't really just, you know, if you have kids or you went to study, that's obviously very factual. Do you have any ideas or advice about the unemployment piece? Yes, absolutely. So even if you're unemployed, 
right? And anyone who's listening to this podcast, obviously they care about themselves. They care about personal development. They weren't sitting on the couch watching Netflix and eating Cheetos the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Right. And, and if you were a little bit of the time, I think that's <laughs> totally acceptable. But my point is, right, the type of person who is doing this work, who's even listening to this podcast, I'm sure there were other things that they were up to, other classes that they took, other certifications. So it's going to be really important to share, you know, a little bit of what your process was and how you improved yourself during that time. So for example, maybe when you first started your job search, you thought you wanted to go down this certain path. And as you learned more about it, and as you interviewed, you got more clear, right? And so perhaps that slowed down the time to land the job. But in this case, if you got more clear and more focused, that means that you're even more ready, um, you know, more available for the job you're going after. So that would be a way to kind of twist it into a positive. So you want to, again, you know, similar to what I said at the beginning, right? Lean in, be honest, but positive, show how you've grown, whether it was taking a, a, a course or learning a new skill, because now you're juggling, you know, job search, yeah. schooling your kids, um, you know, handling a home, all the things that have come up. That's, that's really great advice. And I feel like I've realized this myself that a passion project can equally tie back to like real life work experience, even if you're not getting paid for it, you're learning the hard skills for it. So if you really want to get into a certain industry and you keep getting rejected, you're in that unemployment phase longer and longer, you know, sometimes just the best way to do it is just do it as a volunteer, do it as a pro bono. Do yes. It. Yes. Yeah. That was the and next the- thing I was going to say, right. You I love can- it. Talk about the volunteer opportunities that you took up. A lot of people have been helping, you know, spouses or friends with their businesses. If you really look, I am sure that there are things that have you, you've done that have been really productive um, that you can show make you a better fit for the job you're going after. Yes, absolutely. And I've learned that over the years, really, because I remember when I was early on in my career at LinkedIn, um, I was originally in a sales role and I really wanted to get to marketing. And uh, one of my colleagues, she had her own business she's like why don't you just do marketing for me and I kept being stuck and like no I need to do marketing at LinkedIn and now I realized that was a huge opportunity I could have already shifted into marketing way sooner so I'm just really saying this that I've learned that over the years Yes. And one project, one conversation where you gave advice, now you can say, right, that you were advising, you know, companies or, or small businesses. I, I remember being asked this question myself when I had changed careers and, you know, the truth was, yes, I was looking for a job, but I was also about to go to a big speaking engagement. I was writing for blogs. So, you know, just sharing what you've been up to. And this is also another chance to really show off some of your personality and your interests that are related to the job you're going after. So all of these questions that could be awkward, if you show up in a confident, unapologetic way, you can actually turn them into a positive. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely, definitely. And and the next thing I want to ask you, Kristen, is a little bit more about the unrelated roles. So we talked already a little bit about gaps, such as maternity. We talked about maybe a gap from unemployment, but unrelated roles, it could just actually just mean like you've been working the whole time since graduation, let's say, but maybe like the first five years of your experience were, let's just, I'm just making something up finance, but now you want to be in marketing. I'm just making up some functions, like going from a, being an analyst to being a marketer. So if somebody's asking you about that in your resume and your interview, how can somebody kind of pitch themselves or tell a holistic story or any other advice that comes to mind on that? 
I love this question. Um, I don't know if you knew I started in finance and went to marketing and strategy. Yes, at Bank of America. <laughs> I saw yes. it on LinkedIn. Amazing. So impressive. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, this is a little bit different than, you know, I don't necessarily consider it a gap, more of a um, pivot or a, a career evolution, so to speak. But what you're going to want to do is to really craft what I call a career story. And that is how you connect the dots of where you are now, where you've been to where you want to go. And so thinking about for in the in the finance to marketing example, right, what would a hiring manager of a director of marketing need to see, right, in order to feel confident hiring you? Right. Because if you just looked at my resume, OK, it's finance. She's got a degree in finance, all these certifications. And so the key to crafting that story and positioning yourself is to pull out the relevant experience, the relevant projects and really flesh them out, emphasize them. And then also um, take the things that are less relevant and either de-emphasize or even possibly delete them. So I'm never going to tell someone to delete their education, obviously. Mm -hmm. But for me, when I was going from finance to marketing, I had a lot of really fancy um, certifications. I was an insolvency and restructuring advisor. I had a certification in distressed business valuation. And these were things that I was very proud of and they took a lot of work. But when I was switching to marketing, it would only serve to confuse or distract. And so I had to kind of put my ego aside and say, okay, if I want to position myself for this career change, how can I show them the relevant information only, mm -hmm. right, to really build that case? Um, and it can come from your work. It can come from your volunteer experience. It can come from even the story of how did you figure out you were so interested in this, right? For me, my original degree, I went to school for psychology and marketing before I was even business and finance. And so it was rooted in me, right? My favorite projects as a consultant had to do with marketing and strategy. So it's really getting clear on that story. And then paying attention to how it is received and refining it as you go. So when you share that story, when people have questions or um, maybe they you know, ask you something you didn't know how to answer, then you go back to the drawing board and you update your story. And through that practice, by the time you're actually in the interview, you would have practiced this so many times that it rolls off naturally. And all of a sudden, you're able to show how the fact that you don't have the traditional experience actually makes you a better fit. You're coming in with fresh eyes. You're coming in mm -hmm. with different tools just reminds me again of that tip of like customize your resume take off unrelated skills add things that you have done but you wouldn't have added to your resume for a different job so I think it's just all about like putting that story together verbally and on paper and just to put it in like a real metaphor the way I just envisioned this as you were talking was like there's a canvas a blank canvas and that's your interview and you have your color palette so you can paint a picture and you don't have to use all the colors in your color palette you, that's you. You've experienced so many things in your life, but just use the colors that showcase the best skills and put you in that best light. Is that too yeah. cheesy or do you relate to that? No, I love it. It's beautiful. And it's like in life, we want to use all the colors, right? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to landing a job, it is our responsibility to, to use your analogy, to show the colors that they need to see to feel confident to taking it to the next step, mm -hmm. right? And, yes. and in that way, we're actually being in service to that job, to that hiring manager, right? Because you have to remember when you're looking for a job, you're, you are selling yourself, right? Mm -hmm.
yes, it's definitely similar to telling and, you know, you should be your own biggest advocate. And I think that's the number one uh, skill to work on when you're preparing for, for a job is like, love yourself and pitch yourself to the end. Cause you can carry your own success. You're in control of your outcome. And that's by learning how to appreciate yourself and sell yourself. So I really hope that, you know, what the listeners are taking out of this episode will, will help them succeed in that. And just the last final couple of questions, because I know um, we're going to soon run out of time, but I would love to ask you about the technicality of bringing up these gaps or these odd jobs or anything of that sort. Like sh- when they ask you, tell me about yourself in the interview, the very end, should you just forward that information yourself about a gap or just wait if it's being questioned? I'm especially asking if that gap might have been like in the middle of your career, not like, oh, as of recently, I've been staying at home. Let's say you have like a four year gap two years ago. I'm just making up something so people can imagine what I'm trying to say. How would you go about that? Yeah. So I would say if it is fairly recent and I consider a four year gap two years ago, fairly recent. So in the past in the past, say, five to six years, if you've had a big gap, yes, make it part of the story. Let it be a natural part of the story. Um, I don't want you to run when no one's chasing you, <laughs> as they mm-hmm. say. Um, but if you make it part of the natural story, then it's almost like handling a potential objection before it even comes up. Because let me tell you, when when a hiring manager looks at your resume, they noticed they absolutely mm-hmm. notice. Um, now, if it was more than five years ago, right, use your discernment if it's necessary, but be ready to answer in case they do ask that question. Because I would say most employers look back at least 10 years. Um, so you want to be able to explain anything there. But if it's recent, yes, make it part of your story. Head up those objections before they even come. Um, and they'll be relieved too. Cause let me tell you, an interviewer doesn't want to put you on the spot and make you feel awkward or a nice one mm-hmm. doesn't <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. so, so help them out. Answer the question. I love that approach. Like almost like addressing the elephant in the room and yes. it, you're bringing it up so casually. It's like, Oh, there is no tension around this and we can just move on. So I know we've said this mm-hmm. before, right. But it is so important. The energy you bring can put the interviewer at ease. And then when they leave, they don't even know why they like you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the magic of it all. It's just bonding with them and, and making them feel at ease. Exactly. It's all about that, that human connection. Absolutely. Um, well, amazing. Thank you so much, Kristen, for coming on. We've learned so, so much from you. I do want to let our listeners out there know that um, they can follow you on LinkedIn, um, again, under Kristen Zavo, and also on Kristen's website, findyourjobjoy.com. And do you want to tell us a few minutes about uh, the group workshops and the LinkedIn building that you're offering right now? Yes, absolutely. So if you go to my website, findyourjobjoy.com, you'll see a green button. You push that and that will bring you to my LinkedIn tips to land the job. That is a about a 35-minute training that's going to take you through the top 10 updates you need to make before you apply to one more job. Uh, so that's number one. And then for people who uh, do want to continue the work in a more formal capacity, I do one-on-one coaching. And I also have a group program called Find Your Job Joy. And you can find all that on my website. Amazing. Thank you. I'll have to check this out myself as well. I've learned Absolutely. so much from you and I'm so happy we had a chance to connect. And yeah, I, I guess I just like saying my my usual closing, follow these tips and girl, you're hired. And thank you again, Kristen. Have a wonderful rest of the week. Thank you. Thank you.